Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dust Body Radio. Freaking phone is doing is doing the entire most today. Like goodness, like you ever, you ever like have like these weird numbers call you from out of the country. Like I had a number from freaking Spain call me the other day, and I thought that was the weirdest thing ever because there's really no reason that there will be a number from Spain calling me. So. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> but anyways, man, um, I wanted to thank everyone that's tuned into the show and has been tuning into a lot of our other great shows that we have right here on the network. Um, as far as some, I got some catch up to do. I didn't get to do Monday's show. I was so wrapped up with doing so much. So coming come catch you guys up. First off. I'd like to congratulate the Cleveland Cavaliers because they they did a feat that many did not you know many did not want to look look forward to saying hey this can happen and that was win a championship in which the city of Cleveland has not won a championship itself since the nineteen sixty for Cleveland Browns. I don't know about you guys, but when you look at the other teams that have been winning in different franchises all this time, it's crazy to see that a city has not, they have, they have not won a championship at all in all these years. So, big up to them, man. We got to give them a hand. And let me go ahead and catch you guys up on who our special guest will be today, in which I'm very proud to have my guest who will be in later on the show, and that's DJ P-Buck. He's actually going to be sharing some of his expertise on how to best organize yourself on a corporate status in the music industry and also sharing um, some of his experience with his recent deal with Drummer Boy Colvin Line, as well as being a DJ with Beatbox Records. As in, in the midst of that, how he seems to juggle his constant grind in time with his son. So let me sit back and just 
before we kind of lead into that coming up with our guests, I I kind of want to just touch on that a little bit. And that's with time. A lot of people, man, tend to make so many excuses they can't do things that they're very passionate about. And I just don't, for me, if you really, really are passionate about something, you really, you put, you go, you put your all into it. And that requires studying about the craft and everything. Like, for instance, with modeling, a lot of people think that modeling just looking good or posting pictures, you know, um, posting pictures online and saying, hey, look at my picture. There's much more to that because you want to practice doing different poses and whatnot and just bringing out all those different aspects of you. But I'm going to get into that a little more. I'm going to go to a quick music break and we'll be back. And then if um, if if time we have more time, we'll actually go into another music break before we bring our guests on for today. So let me go ahead and go to the first track of the day. And the day is going to be by I'm DJ Chose. And this is everywhere I go. Think it's a game. So no matter where you go, you gotta represent your hood. No, 
way. Three. Hey, I got a feeling that you might be. Do I turn you on? You can tell me if I'm wrong. Girl, I think you might be. And she don't need smoke, but she swear I got that dope dick. Love it when I fuck her in them. Hey, hot sex is the best sex. Whenever she stressed, she just want to get. Well, get high, baby. Get high, baby. Is you rolling? I might be. You the shit, you the sugar, honey, ice tea. What I got a hint for? You know I'm a nympho. On my Marshawn Lynch, you know what I'm here for. Hey, ride through the city and get. Take you to the crib and have one hell of a night. It's ironic cause we on cloud. Girl, make up your mind, is you mine or you mine? Hey, any what I'm drinking, she got Remy in a cup. She break down the weed, I break down the dust. Body like J-Lo after, she had enough. She called contact, now she's trying to fuck. I got a feeling that you might be. Do I turn you on? You can tell me if I'm wrong. Girl, I think you might be. And she don't need smoke, but she swear I got that dope dick. Love it when I fuck her in them. Hey, hot sex is the best sex. Whenever she stressed, she just want to get. Well, get high, baby. Get high, baby. Okay, she told me she ain't never been. Baby, the weed lit. Let me take you on this trip. Just don't blow my... But you know what you can blow Let me teach you how to roll So you can face one and kiss <laughs> Now that girl hungry She done went and got the money I just want some head and kiss Is that too much to ask? Let me pour you up a glass So you can get drunk and kiss Slide her panties to the side Now she wanna ride She on top and she said it's too Hey, just take it slow, baby, let me take control I got a feeling that you might be Do I turn you on? You can tell me if I'm wrong Girl, I think you might be And she don't need smoke, but she swear I got that dope dick Love it when I fuck her in them Hey, hot sex is the best sex Whenever she stressed, she just wanna get Well, get high, baby, get high, baby All right, we're back, everyone. We're back. We're back. All right, so before I be my guest, said um, right before the music break, which was DJ Chose Everywhere I Go, featuring MC Breezy, and the other track was DJ Luke Nancy, um, might be. So I was talking about how people need to put their all into what they do. If you are passionate about something, and it's like, especially it's something you say you've always wanted to do, you put all your, you need to put that extra work in to become great. No, it's not about competing with people. No, because you, and but let me also put a qualifier on that in a second. It's not about competing with people. It's more so about competing with with yourself and always wanting to be better than what you were yesterday. And I was talking about this actually talking about something interesting yesterday with someone. Oh, what was this morning? It's one and two about competing and about how it's okay for people to compete. They just need to know how to do it in a healthy way. A lot of people don't know how to do that. Like they just if it when it comes to competing, they think that means that they have to take real each other in order to get through. 
that's not how that's not really how it all goes down. Like you have to treat like crap in order to be able to make it where you want to get to. So I can't stress that enough. But I give y'all that tidbit of tea because right on time, I got my special guest in the building. Um, he is currently did a deal with Drummer Boy Cloverline and DJ with B-Box Records. I want to welcome to the show one of the smartest people I know in the industry, DJ P-Buck. What's up? Hey, what it do, what it do? Much, man. Daddy J with the claps. Oh. Man, they, they, yeah. every time I hear the claps, man, I, I think about when the beat drops. That's the turn right there. Once you hear the claps, that's what that's what the that's what the bounce go off of right there. What's the deal, Daddy um, J? Two man. A little bit of everything, man. You know, I'm, I'm one of the busiest people in the world. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. You've been you've been on your um your mobile mobile status tip lately. You know, with the radio oh, show, magazine, photography. You know, doing a little bit of everything, man. That progress. That's where it's at. Hey, you you know, I always I think this way, man. If you want to, it's not that you. It's not about necessarily you're trying to do everything, but if you are knowledgeable about it, you can communicate to people how you want stuff done. Exactly, because I'm into I'm I'm into my own thought process right now, man. Because when you break everything down, as long as you can put somebody in position to to carry the weight, carry the load, take ownership, and whatever you're trying to get accomplished, it can be accomplished. Like most people look at things as they vision, as they baby, but I always have the mentality of teaching the knowledge to the next person, putting them in a position where they can take over one day and shoot them. Next thing you know, I might be calling Steady J up for a job. Shoot, the way he's been grinding, some of the knowledge he gained <laughs> back in the day, shoot. That's how you do it. Well, definitely, man. And I, I was just talking about briefly um, on the show, which kind of was be tied into part of our conversation, but I mean, I know that a lot of people, man, like people say they want to do something. I want to model. I want to be an artist. I want to be a producer. I want to do this. I want to do that. But they don't want to put the work and grind in. The, and I mean, not just, you I'm out here hustling, bro. That's good. But they don't know how to do it into, you know, organize it into a way so they're not just running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because, mean, you know, I breaking down me, I I every position in the entertainment industry I done played, from being a recording artist to managing artist to doing the marketing accounts, setting up projects to breaking down the budget to doing booking for other artists. I mean, every aspect of the entertainment industry I done played a part in. So with that being said, the new industry, the way that things are going right now, if you're capable of looking at things from a broker's mentality and an account executive thought process, then you can organize the services and the products and then flip it into a hustle that's not just a hustle. Because most hustles are successful without luck. I mean, you can't, if you take somebody who, who made it and made a lot of money off their hustle, then they can't teach you their hustle process because they hustle different than you hustle. Or at that time, it might have been different situations involved with what made they hustle successful in comparison to what you're going through right now. So in order to be successful, you can't just hustle it like somebody else telling you how to hustle. you got to create the process and analyze it and break it down into where it ain't nothing that's going to be in your way that you ain't already thought of. Exactly. I mean, I think me kind of using each other as a example, you know, I me mean, full disclosure, you know, I've work, I've worked with with DJ P but um quite a bit in the past and started to get back into it again working with him. But I think I think what I, I think I think I think one of the reasons why we've grown and we're able to like go even harder this time is because 
you you're, you're even better about realizing okay, a certain a pre, people might not be able to hustle the same way I can, so there's nothing wrong with it. I just need to figure out how to tap into how what's the best technique for them and right. bring that out best in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From from working with artists to working with other executives, you got to know people's strengths and weaknesses. And that brings me to, like, the position I'm in right now. Because you got you got a cat like Drummer Boy, a Grammy-nominated producer, who who got the opportunity to work with anybody he want to work with. He can pick and choose who he wants to represent his brand or who, who he wants to be attached to any product that he's associated with. So, I mean, the first day I met Drummer, you know what I'm saying? I was I was out working with my boy Dizzy Brown, LD for show. Y'all know how we get back down. You know what I'm saying? We go Bacardi, Bacardi. We take it back to the UNT days. <laughs> we was doing the we was doing the UNT takeover parties, man. But um, that we was out doing street promo. We were sniping, and I was putting up this post. I was putting this post to apply. I always say dude name wrong. Plies, plies, whatever. You know what I'm talking about? The dude who be who be doing all them um, videos like he like he got his own reality show now. So, so uh, we just put up the post. I put up the post, and Drum Boy came out. He was like, "Hey man, you know, you know who I am." I was like, "No, nah, nah, I ain't familiar with you." Cause like, I get that beat for Shorty, and then ever since then, she like I've been doing marketing for him, doing different things. You know, with um, I stepping in and out the industry because you know, with, with when you out here in Dallas. In order to work with people like Drummer Board or some of the other major companies out there who can really change your situation in the industry, you got to move, man. You can't be out here in the DFW area. So me making some personal decisions in the past took me out the game with some of my situations that was helping me progress. So now I'm in a perfect position in life where I got my personal life and my business life in the balance where I'm capable of capitalizing off of my relationships that I kept good. Cause can't nobody say nothing bad about P-Buck because P-Buck always put in work. Most definitely. And, no, I mean, that, that's and that kind of throws me to, like, the whole point. Like you said, he could have worked with anyone. And a lot, but, but, I mean, how do you humble yourself I know, and I know that's a playoff phrase by hum- being humble. But how does one position themselves and humble themselves in order to work with someone of that caliber? Because some people think, "Oh, I'm great. They're supposed to work with me." You know, how do you? Uh, hum- yeah, like how do you position yourself? And then, especially even if you have accomplished accomplished a lot to up to a certain point, how do you still remain humble and say, "You know what"? Yes, I've accomplished a lot, but that doesn't mean I can't I can't learn from this person or putting or you know or you know not be so cocky about working with them. Yeah, well, the main thing the main thing that I always present to like cats who I be mentoring or who I'm oh I'm giving a little game to is anytime you go into a situation, everybody knows it's something you want out of the situation, but never leave with what you want. Always find out what that person needs and then figure out what you can provide to the situation before you even mention what you're trying to do. Because, like, shoot, like, the main thing in the game right now is is that everybody feel entitled and everybody constantly to your ear off of what they got and what they want to do without even asking you what type of assistance you need, chewing your ear off because they feel like you're somebody who's capable of assisting their situation. So if you're going to chew my exactly. ear off, without even opening your ear to hear what I got going on and how you can assist what I got going on, then what you just said was irrelevant because all I'm going to do is give you a few words of encouragement and not give you the true game. Like, because nobody, it's not that people are trying to create competition or it's not that people are scared of, like, putting somebody else on. You can't just walk into Microsoft and ask Bill Gates to just give you all the game. You can't just walk into Mickey D's and then tell me where the corporate office is, and then go into the corporate office, and then start your own franchising system that's worth a million dollars. So if you're going into the music industry thinking that somebody's going to give you a million-dollar franchise without you putting in hard work and effort, or, or without you being somebody who they actually know and care about, then you, I mean, you're not even looking at it as a business. You're not even, you're not even realistically analyzing your opportunity. You know, I mean, work, vocabulary word for the day is nepotism. 
and that's basically that's basically uh, corporate America, to where you hire friends and family members and put them in a power position, uh, no matter what their qualification level is. And that goes on on a daily in the music industry, and it's about who the most talented, or who the who the most uh, articulate, or who the most who the most cultured, or who the most experienced. It's about do I trust you, and can I get money with you without you stealing my money? Yeah, I mean, on the flip side, you know, some people always say this whole, there's two things that, especially if you're, if you're black, you got to hear this all the time. One, you can't, you can't work with family. And two, um, you can't work with black people. Like, oh, man. How do you combat that? Point. How can you combat those two stupid things? All right. Work with family. For one, to like, my situation, since I was in high school, Beatbox Records was established in 1992. Street Military is a, a, a record label, a, a recording a record group, basically a recording artist, you know, a group that was Street Military. And they legendary in Houston. So with that being said, my uncle started that label. So from high school, I was out passing out street, doing street promo, you know, putting up posters, wearing T-shirts, and learning the game from that situation. And then... From um, developing that skill to to college, to where you know we start doing our own thing, making our own music, and uh, I I was kind of in that boat to where I was like, I'm gonna do it on my own. I'm gonna do it on my own. My uncle got his situation, but I wanna do it on my own. So I started doing stuff, working with Corey Clayhorn in the Tower House with Sir Charles and them, and then moving around the um to the Richmond situation, to where I was doing stuff with Tour on Kill. Shout out to them to the um, Trap Star situation when I was doing booking for them. Shout out to Jay Hyman. I mean, the list goes on of who I was doing booking for in the DFW area as far as upcoming artists in Texas, from Charlie Boyd, Superstar. I mean, you know, I mean, from 3D, T-Mac and them. Shout out to them. Sure entertainment. I mean, I can go ahead and list a whole bunch of people who I done booking for. Shout out to M.E. I Trap, we've been making moves. Brenzeal, Flavor Flav, guys, son. So, I mean... I can keep going on with people who I who I didn't assist with their situations, but the main thing that that you got to keep in mind is is that when you're dealing with family, like a lot of people try and try make it on their own. I think that's more of a black mentality to where black people in America feel like we gotta we gotta we got a sense of pride to where we don't look at a legacy as as an opportunity to increase the um, legacy of your family. We look at it as stepping outside of the legacy to do our own thing because of pride instead of taking a situation that's already created and building on that. That's the, you're always supposed to work smarter and not harder. So if you got a situation where you can build on and you step away from it, then you're the one that was at fault, not that person that precedes you. I mean, because they didn't do anything wrong, but be great. So it's up to you to um, take on the challenge of being greater than the person who was before you that was great. And that's one thing that I'm doing right now is I'm taking beatbox back to the basics to where I'm going to take a situation that was great in Houston and turn it into a situation that's great in the world. That's what we about to do. Now, you said something throughout this conversation over and over and over. And I mean, you kind of had a short conversation with this other day, but I want to bring it to light with the listeners. And that's with, you know, different marketing. Like, do you feel like, you know, why why do you feel or do you feel that people are getting lazy and not wanting to do street promo as much as they should be? Or do you feel like, it, you feel like it's not really necessary anymore and it's just about doing internet marketing? Now, street promo, it's like this. Like, street promo is a form of establishing a personal relationship with the person distributing the information to the person um, gathering the information. So when you're talking about brand awareness or being a brand ambassador, um, you have people doing street promo for you. Typically, when people do street promo, you hire somebody who fits the part, somebody who somebody who's um, who's capable of, Promoting your product, but then being a good, being a good um, source of knowledge to talk about your product. So with that being said, nowadays a lot of people are relying on the internet, but um, the internet 
from if you from a certain area, then the internet is only getting your music out, and it's not getting the personality of the artist out. So people who are in non-major markets when it comes to the entertainment industry, when I say non-major markets, people who are not in L.A., New York, Miami, Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? People who are not in these markets don't understand that they're behind the closed doors, so they're not seeing the entire process. So all they see is oh, um, Kodak. All they see is somebody like Neil's uh, video getting 50 million views. So they're like, I got to get my, my videos up. I got to get my video game up. But they're not seeing Meek Mills doing an interview on, like, um, Ellen. They ain't seeing, like, you know, Rick Ross over here on um, Kelly Kelly Late Night. You know what I'm saying? They're not seeing all these public relation moves that is building the brand of the entertainer to where the entertainer is more than just a, a recording artist. He's somebody, he's a public figure now. So if you let your music be the only thing that's distributed out there and don't let people get attached to the personal, the personality of the artist, and that's what people lacking. So back in our day, you got T.I. and different people who we used to read about in magazines. And, and before his album even dropped, I was ready to go ahead and pick that up. You know what I'm saying? I was ready for it because I anticipated it, and I read about the cat before he even dropped. So that's what's missing right now, man. It's not just about passing out flyers, but it's about the person who's passing out your flyers or the, the media publication is distributing your information being a reliable source. Multi-level marketing in the hip-hop industry. That's what it is. Yeah, now, I mean, uh, what, what about, and let's go back to our entitlement discussion from earlier. You know, I, I, sometimes it's crazy. Like, some people, they get on one magazine or they get they get their track on, on the radio or, or mainstream radio, I should say, and they feel like, oh, I'm that person, like, What's your thought of that, man? What do they need to do next, like, or you know, I mean, how can how can we fix that? How can people organize themselves to go further? Because I know one thing I I can't stress enough is people need to start. They need to know that don't push nothing until you're ready. Because if you do, you go sometimes you can get bigger than what you're ready for. Right. Yeah. And I and I always explain that to artists too. Well, like, I had a situation when I was booking um, Trap Stars to where they had mentioned to me, like, man, you booking them so much, you should be their manager. And I told you, you know, at this time, I'm not ready for that position because I haven't worked with somebody who showed me the process of how to do it. And in the entertainment industry, if you take on a position, you only get a couple shots to mess up to where your name just burnt in the, in the ground. <laughs> so um, sometimes sometimes people are scared to, shoot, scared to pull the trigger, so... You um you basically gotta go ahead and stay focused on on learning from people who already doing what you're trying to accomplish and putting yourself in position of surrounding yourself with people who can get in your ear who actually care about your success because it's one thing to pay for somebody to give you some knowledge but it's another thing for people to actually care about your success. And them two exactly. totally different feelings, two totally different vibes to where somebody genuinely wants to see you succeed. So, you know, they give you the opportunity to mess up, and then they correct your mistake because they generally want to see you succeed. But if somebody's just employing you, then you just the you just the number you you just the part of their bottom line. They will replace you. And in the entertainment industry, uh, there's so many changes and so many complications that are unknown because from camp to camp, knowledge isn't shared because it's, it's such a competitive industry. So if I'm working as an executive in the entertainment industry and then I come across a situation that my company never came across, then I'm fired. Unless the owner of the company looks at me as somebody who they believe in and they give the opportunity of redemption. Now, what do you do what do you do when because a lot of people always try to blame everything on the manager, but I mean, there's a lot of, but there's a lot of cases in which people don't want to come out and re- they don't really talk about. Is sometimes the talent is does not follow suit. You know, w- what's your thoughts on that? Because I mean, there's managers out there that's putting in the work, and they even booking people with uh, putting people with gigs. But if the if that all that talent isn't real in the work, then isn't it wasting your time? Yeah, well, the main thing I say is this. 
the hip hop industry is uh, um, it's a lucrative industry for a reason. To where when when the industry wants to make somebody popular, it happens, and it may not happen exactly at that moment, but eventually that person will see some kind of like sunshine, some kind of shine, shining moment. Because shoot, like I mean, you take you take certain situations to where artists artists are out there grinding and like putting in work, but they putting in work wrong because they didn't learn from the right people. So you get a manager who will take an artist and he grind, put the sweat equity towards this goal, and he go out there like, you know what? I'm gonna be focused. I'm gonna go out here. I'm gonna talk to every DJ, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ride around to every city, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them their posters and put up their flyers and hand out these CDs. But then he don't understand that. You know, you're doing that, but you, um, you're um you not developing a, a niche following for the artist. You just basically, you're doing marketing, but you're not doing public relations. So some of the times people do one aspect of um the entertainment industry without doing the complete pie. So they may sit in the studio and be like, I'm grinding, I'm recording, I'm recording. And I, I tell artists, man, you're making them burgers like they burgers. You're, you're making that music like they burgers. They're not a perishable item. So... Once you make a once you make a song, it may be old to you, but until you push that song, it's not old. But they just stay in the studio and keep recording. You know what I'm saying? Song got the song, and it get old to them. And then they go out and they do marketing, right? They do this thing they call marketing, where they go out and they tag everybody on Facebook and they push the songs and they try and push the video on you. But then they forget about this thing called public relations, to where they actually let you know the story behind the artist. They actually let you know. Like, um, where are you from? Like, um, who was your favorite artist? What's your inspiration? Um, you know, like, what's your motivation? What's your intentions? Like, how do you plan on um, providing um, your mark into the situation? Because music influences culture. That's the flow right there. Because music influences culture. Did I say that twice? <laughs> I mean, what I'm trying to say is, is music influences culture. That's the nonprofit word right there. All right, but um, what I'm trying to say is, you got to know that words is power, so... As long as you know your influence, I don't care if you're trying to make the club shake their ass. I don't care if you're trying to tell niggas to get up out the trap by trapping. I don't care if you're trying to tell chicks to um, go out there and um, sell that, pop that. Whatever you tell them to do, as long as you believe and feel in your heart that that's what you should be telling the people, then do it. Now, me personally, I don't condone in certain situations or I don't. Um, pressure certain people to do certain things. Well, I wouldn't advise certain people to do certain things, but I'm not. I'm not gonna knock the next man feeling in his heart that that's what he needs to tell somebody because he didn't have somebody on his shoulder telling him uh, and, and creating his situation or putting his mind frame the way he should think in a more positive light. So, it's too many people who look at a recording artist and what they put out there in music, but then those same people not talking to young to young men and helping mold them into being a, a, a uh, um, productive citizen aware that's not in their thought process. So before you knock the hustle, why don't you contribute to creating the next generation and, and put them in position and not have to do that type of hustle? So it's been a public exactly. service announcement by P-Buck. <laughs> but, yeah, because, I mean, I mean, I, I've de- you know, I've dealt with it because, I mean, for people, they, it's always people, man, they say, I want, oh, um, I need a manager, or I, need, or I want to get a manager, and it's like, huh, you not ready for one. If, you're, if, you're, if your work oh, ethic man. isn't going to, if you're not willing to put the work ethic in once I put you in the right position, then it's not really going to do us, it's not going to do either one of us good. Because like you said, because oh, I value what you say about that whole thing about um, you only get so many chances to screw up. And people don't realize that, like, that's why you don't want to take on. Yeah, you can just go be because some people I watch, man, they they try to manage every goddamn body, and they manage more people than they ready to manage, and it's ridiculous. Right, right, right. yeah. And you know, and that, that's where we get to the whole point to where, I because I like to relate hip hop to corporate America. So when you relate hip hop to corporate America. Then you break it down like this. If I came to you and I said, Steady J, I got this company. We're going to be selling cell phones. And uh, I'm going to need for you. I, I need you to be one of my managers. And I'm going to have you operate our Southwest region. And, you know, you can get paid 
once we start selling the song, selling the software and the, the phones and everything, but um, we don't have a budget for the make the songs yet. Um, hopefully we'll get we'll get some some money together to actually produce the, the phones. But I need you to be the manager for our product to sell these phones that we don't have the money to make it. That's exactly what somebody sounds like when they come and ask you to manage them as a music artist when they don't have the money to create their music or to get their music out there and market it. I'm not finna push your product that you don't have the money to even uh, bring it to fruitation. Like I, I mean, so you can't, you can't, you can't convince me to make an investment towards your career if you, um, if you don't have the thought process of going out there to to to, to find the actual funds to produce what you're trying to accomplish. And it's already understood that if you're looking to try and establish a company. The music industry is like the banking system where if you don't have credit, if you don't have good credit, then um, you're not going to get the proper loan that you're looking for. So with the music industry, your success is your credit. So if you're dealing with people who haven't been successful in the industry, then you should have you should have the thought process that it's not likely that they're going to get a, a proper loan to push my music career and advance me into the position that I'm trying to get to. That's just like any other business. So for some reason, we feel like hip hop gets, uh, um, you, you know, gets a little slide to where you know, yeah, you know, you know, I mean, you know, you know, my, my credit messed up, but I still, I still feel like you know, you should go ahead and just invest into my career and take a chance on me because I'm talented. Man, you know how many poets there are out there in the world who can spit good lyrics and talk about the same struggles that you've been through. We all going through the struggles. We all got um, love, and we all got hate, and we all got excitement, and we all got a bunch of different emotions that we can discuss and put into a lyrical content, because now it's not, it's international now. Everybody's been listening to LL Cool J. Everybody's been listening to, um, to, to um, you know, Ron DMC and Zero and Scarface and all of these other lyrical artists who talk them like Tupac, you know what I'm saying, who, people been growing up on for generations. You're talking about decades of people listening to these artists. So everybody, I mean, internationally, that talent is learned to where anybody can is capable of putting out that music. So with that being said, because uh, that's a whole other subject, with that being said, it's not about <laughs> your talent, though. It's about who you know. So if you don't understand that, then go back to my vocabulary word that I mentioned at the beginning of this, this interview right here. <laughs> Gonna take you back like Sesame Street. The word of the day is nepotism. You know what I'm saying? Like, shoot, man, just go ahead and look it up. Right, it's just like I don't like for me. I don't, I don't see the reason. People that go out and just pop bottles, just be popping them, and don't pop them strategically, they kill me. Like, this is one that I don't get. Like, if you're an artist, right, you with your, and you with your boys or whatnot. Why don't y'all all chip in and buy? I've never gotten why this hasn't been a thought process. I'll chip in and get some bottles, get you a table on bottle service so that you can make that move at the right place. And then plus y'all all put it in on it so it's not like it's $200 coming out of one person's pocket. Oh, like, I don't get, like, how that goes over people's head. You finna spend how much on drinks? Why not do something? Why not do it on a bigger scale, so that you still spend the same amount of money, but y'all are chipping in to make that happen? Yeah, I mean, we had this conversation similar that the other day too. The while I was saying, the amount of effort it takes for you to do a small project, if you be disciplined and you be organized, then you can put that same effort towards doing a, a big project that's going to have your benefits be like tremendously increased. So. Um, we get so caught up in the moment to where we're looking for a quick turnaround, a quick flip, a quick hustle, to where we get um, sidetracked from what our, our true gifts and talents are. And then we we basically don't reach our full potential because we're too busy being caught up in the moment instead of focusing on the long-term situation that's going to benefit you overall. So. I'm like the I'm like the I'm like the pastor preacher to the choir because I'm even to even myself you know I get caught in a situation where I I you know, I get caught in the moment too, but um that's where it goes into having a strong team and having people in your corner who help you stay focused and not just there for like people who are in your corner 
will actually have a true right investment towards your well-being and towards your success. Like people who actually care and genuinely want to put you in a position where you can be successful. So I've been lucky enough to run across those people. So every time I run across somebody who I feel like, you know, um, somebody who I feel like is genuinely trying to do it for the love of it and not doing it because they're trying to, trying to hate on somebody or trying to, trying to smash on somebody or trying to, trying to talk down on somebody who talked down on them, trying to, you know, put bad karma out there, you know, trying to put that bad energy out there. Like, my main focus is is um, looking at the situations that I've been, been in and hoping that, that if I see somebody who in a position who can avoid some of the mistakes I made, then I'm going to shoot them a nugget. I'm going to give them a little bit. But I ain't going to give it all to them because if I give it all to them, then I'm, I'm going to be his crutch. I'll be the reason. I'll be a part of I'll be contributing to the reason why he can't be successful. Because if anybody gives you too much, then then they're not really in it for you. They're not in, they're not in it for you in the long run to learn the process of getting it. There's a process to get the knowledge. So, I mean, you, you can't get the knowledge by somebody giving it to you. You got to go out there and earn it. Now, how do you protect? You know, I could dig into your brain all day. Like, how do you pro- how do you protect yourself best? I mean, because sometimes. Because sometimes you don't know. I mean, it's weird to put it this way, but sometimes you don't know who the snakes are. How do you best protect yourself from the people who are snakes, you know, slithering in the grass, but you can't really tell because they taken, they use, they got camouflage on and not really allow you to see that. How do you, how do you discern that? I mean, the best way, the only way you pretty much can genuinely, like, figure out if somebody is snake or not, it's by being one, by being by being in a position where somebody snakes you. <laughs> somebody messed over you. And then two, by listening to somebody who been snaked before. I mean, there's no other way of of like truly weeding out people who just don't have your good intentions at heart. The only way you can do it is by being in a previous situation like nah the last nigga got me like that. <laughs> Next time I let a dude, you know, saying who talking about um, let's go ahead and make some music together, hang around my chick and tell me what the hell is that man? Go ahead and bring me out, you know what I'm saying? And then I, you know, fall into the situation where I take him to the chicks trying to go ahead and make it in the industry, and then you end up with no chick like that. So you got to be you gotta be A1 all the way around. So I made mistakes in the past, and um, I, I try and put the mistakes out there to other people who could be in a similar situation and let them know, hey, that ain't the route to go, man. Don't let them, don't let them take you away from being you. Stay focused on you, and then you'll get there. But any time a situation comes up to where you just don't feel like that's you, don't let them talk you into being somebody else because you feel like you got to do what it takes. Nah, man, be your own man. I walked away from plenty of money-making situations because that wasn't me. So, you know, that's how that's how I got to be, man. You just got to, I mean, take chances, but then take the right chances that, that fit your personality. Yeah, don't, don't do something that's going to have you behind bars for years. <laughs> I'm saying if that's, that's you, if that's if that's the chance you're gonna take, then hey, I got a nine year old son. And I'm gonna be here for his. I'm gonna be here for his next nine years for him. So, like them chances that I ain't take. Exactly. Like I'm beginning it. Who Lord, I'm beginning. <laughs> now, okay. Speaking, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, how do you manage to juggle your time? grinding and still spending time with your family because I see people all the time that make all these excuses why they can't model, why they can't do their music. Oh, because I, I spend time with my kids. Blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you juggle that? Well, the main thing is when you're figuring out trying to juggle family life and business life is structuring a schedule having a routine where you do certain things at certain times of the day. Because, like, I mean, I, don't, I mean, my son is nine, so shoot, man. Ain't no reason for him to be up at 10 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock at night on the school night. That's my grind time. And then during the day, he in school. So you got you to gotta figure out times where you can create situations to where your family and your hustle don't collide. And then just map out situations to where you can combine the two. Like, see, my son, he, he charismatic, so, like, I, I show him a lot of the things I do. I show him me doing photo shoots. I show him me doing, 
um, DJing or showing me doing mixes. So, like, I do a lot of combining both of them to where he learned the process to where he want to do his own entrepreneur type thing. And, I mean, and body me, and speaking of it, perfect, you just, you know, a lot of times we seem to want to only teach our kids how to only work and not to build a brand. What is it about that, man? Why why are we so stuck in that process? Uh, say that one more again. Yes. Um, like why why do you why do you feel that you know, a lot of times we only teach our a lot of people only teach their children to to work, they go to school and then you go you gonna um get your good job and blah blah and then stop it there, but we don't teach our kids how to build their own brand, you know, why do you feel that we are like that? Well, I mean, I, I have the mentality to where if you if you content with with um, basically working a nine to five and, and you know you know getting involved in a, a a situation where you find somebody you love and you raise a family and then y'all just work and take care of your kids, then that's a beautiful thing. Like there's like the thirst for more. The, the thirst for generating um, revenue or um, establishing a legacy, I mean, that that don't necessarily have to be in everybody. But at the same note, all I all I say is, is that if that's something that's going to stop you from having, uh, um, having like, a mentality the way you're comfortable with life, then you do have to develop that entrepreneurship spirit to where you can have a side job that's going to set you up to have that freedom, that financial freedom later in life. So it's all on the individual. A lot of individuals want things, but they don't. They don't want to go ahead and, and sacrifice to put themselves in a position of where they're gonna end up in a position that's comfortable later. So, like you gotta just break down. You gotta break down you as an individual. Don't don't want something that you're not putting in the work for. Don't feel entitled to something that you're not that you're not trying to learn and, and gain the knowledge to get to to actually live that type of life. So that's the main thing. Yeah, right I'm there, uh, yeah, I, I've had that disconnect. I mean, that's been a disconnect with some of the people I've dated. Was was that too? Being just being content with going through the everyday, some same old, same old, and not you know, and not doing no, not tapping into their craft, and you just get content. Like yeah, that bores me. You want to bore the crap out of me? That's gonna bore me really quick. <laughs> And it's and because they ain't got their own hobby, they all in you, and they're not trying to necessarily help you in your hobby. They more so trying to be nosy because they because they don't have anything to keep them busy, so they want to come bother you. What you doing? What you doing? What you doing? Now, like, now you sound like an episode of Love and Hip Hop, <laughs> but but I mean I, right, I just yeah, break it down yeah. like this, man. You break break it down like this, shoot, like like when you. Once you once you become successful, don't nobody remember your past. Like once you get in the position of where you change your lives, don't nobody talk about how you got there unless they trying to get where you at. They wanna know the moves you make. But while you're taking them, they don't wanna make they don't wanna take the moves you take. Yeah, 'cause I I see people do it all the time with the radio show, with the magazine, like people look at I mean, I'm pretty sure people do this all the time with you. They they think all oh, because your personality, oh, it must be easy, you know. And they see the end result, they're like, oh, okay, I could do that, I could do that. But they don't know what all the sweat and tears you had to put in behind the scenes to get to that point. Yeah, man, I've been doing a lot of grinding, a lot of networking. I mean, shout out to dot com. You know, I'll be putting in work. Shout out to Zerveo. I mean, I'll be putting in, I'll be, I'll be making moves with a lot of different people to where people are like, what? Like, like I wouldn't even thought of working with them. Like, you know, shout out to Fresh Family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be putting in a, a lot of work with a lot of different people. Shout out to Drum Squad. And the way I make my moves is I make my moves based off of the previous moves I made. Like, it's nothing to where I just reached up in the sky and said, you know, I think I'm going to try this. No, I mean, I've been doing this for a minute. I've been grinding with Desi doing stuff with magazines. I've been I've been grinding with with um with Kale like hitting the road. I've been grinding with with RJ, you know, going from shop to shop. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this, so this ain't nothing new to me. So when it comes to taking the artists and and putting them in a position of to get a show or to 
create a tour. This ain't nothing new to me. So when y'all see this, when y'all see this, this, this tremendous leap, because I'm, I'm taking that leap now. It's not that I wasn't capable of taking that leap previously, but I had other personal situations to where I was focused on my, my family. So when I take this leap, like keep in mind that it's, it's been in the making. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I don't think it's necessary that it was just that. A lot of people don't realize, and it's not necessarily that you weren't capable of pulling it off. I think some people don't really understand the thing about patience in time. If you, like, for instance, you know, New Orleans bounce music, I remember back when people from New Orleans first moved here, they used to always try to get people to play bounce music, and people weren't. And DJs weren't really playing it. Now they playing it all the time, and that's the thing. It wasn't about that people were things have to grow on people, and it's about timing. Yeah. Now every time you go around, and it's New Orleans bounce music. Every chance you get, it's a bunch of songs based off New Orleans bounce music. It's crazy. Man, Speaking of New Orleans bounce, man, shit, that brings us back to when we first started DJing, man, shit. Like, the clubs used to be <laughs> rocking to that bounce music. That was some fun times right there. Yeah, I see, now you got me, dang, see, this is what, man, I'm telling you, I get the right people on the show, y'all. Y'all know how I do on here. I start, we can talk forever. I got to throw this, throw this question at you. This will be one of my last ones. Like, what's, what's the deal with, why, why is it that, Females don't really dance with dudes no more, and dudes ain't really dance with females no more. What's with that, man? Shoot. I mean, the main thing is nowadays it seems like the youngsters, so, I mean, <laughs> shout out to my boy B. Illusion, man, because we had this conversation where we was like, man, it's all social media. Social media got people to where they, they feel they feel safe behind, they feel safe behind a, 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 a poke, a tweet, a snap, or or like a message instead of an actual rejection. So, kids nowadays, they they you know you you put your picture up on the internet and then you get situations created off of that to where trying to fall back off of that that use that as a crush to where you try you try to avoid rejection. That's the main thing, man. Shoot, kids nowadays they scared of, they don't know how to handle rejection, so they don't attempt, they don't shoot, they don't holler. So, you, you you be in the club watching a bunch of youngsters just um, dancing in a circle around each other instead of going and approaching somebody of the opposite sex who, who, who they look like, you know, they might go in and create a situation with. They'd be scared to shoot because of that whole mentality of not one rejection because they're so used to just sending a behind-the-curtain type of message and, you know, throwing like a, um, an airplane over there to a chick saying, do you like me, circle yes or no? Instead of actually approaching them with conversation, um, that's that that's that disconnection right now between our generation and then the generation that's coming up now. Right, and I don't see nothing wrong with people dancing in a circle, but damn it, interact, man. God, I mean, people have been doing that forever, but it's time for some interaction to happen. Man, let me take it back. You know, I'm from the '90s, so you know what I'm saying. I bust a little, like you know, that R. Kelly and everybody. He taught you things. Nowadays, the music ain't teaching you things like that. There ain't no conversation in the song. There ain't no conversation in the lyrics. Hey, I feel something. I feel it's the music too. I feel, I feel. I mean, from my personal standpoint, I think it's the message of some of the music. Like it don't promote really. Let's dance. You know, to go about that about dancing with we're all with the opposite sex or approaching them. Yeah, man, and that's, and that's why I break down the whole concept to where, you know, the position that I'm in right now. Like, when it comes to um, that scenario of approaching the opposite sex, that's the same with business. Like, when it comes to making moves in the entertainment industry, a lot of people a lot of people putting themselves in position because they, they actually go out there and they attempt to put themselves in position. Most of the people yeah. who are not in the position they, they want to be in never attempted to actually apply for the job. Like, like, create your top ten list of people you want to work for, and then actually apply. If you want to work for P Diddy, apply. If you want to work for DJ Cali, apply. If you want to work for Drake, apply. For OVO, 
And you like, how do I go about doing that? I mean, pretty much it's three degrees of separation from anybody you're going to work with. Now, you wanting to work with them and you being a, a actual, like, reliable or actual, like, realistic candidate is two different things. So wanting to work with somebody and then putting yourself in a position of where you know the, the um, prereqs, the duties and responsibilities to where it takes to accomplish the job that you're applying for, that's a whole other subject. Okay. Preach. No, I'm tripping. <laughs> Should that be that being said, I will go ahead said, and, and um kind of, said, kind of just get give people like a you know, a last nugget, man, like something they need to right, um, live by. Alright, I'm gonna give y'all one more nugget. Alright, here you go. Let's break this down. When you analyzing yourself as an artist, break down the four categories of hip-hop. Because you got street, club, conscious, and then you got those hipsters. You know what I'm saying? So, And then it's, sub, it's sub-categories, like like lyrical artists who got to do the technician, who all technical. You got the metaphor artists who, who got the catchy lines. And then you got style. People come out with, with image and ad-libs and, and entertaining X-factors. So before you try and push yourself as an artist, understand what type of artist you are first which category you fall in. And each category has a different strategy to be presented to the general public so that to get that niche, uh, niche uh, audience to where you get your core fans. So with me, as a personality, I'm different. Like, I'm not necessarily a Pacific artist, but I am, uh, I am a person who understands the music industry. So what we're working towards is creating a, a situation where A&R projects to where we're going to drop some hot songs so if you're a talented artist, hit up DJ P-Buck, Mr. B-Box. That's how we're going to do it. Hit me up at 214-586-9191. I'm like Mike Jones, shouting my number out. You know what I'm saying? That's 214-586-9191. And y'all want me to rap. You know, I'll take it back to Bacardi. Bacardi on them boys. They ain't ready for that, though. So, hey, hey hit me up, DJ P-Buck, social media. The P Buck Show, T H A P B U C C. That's the P Buck Show, T H A P B U C C. And we can go ahead and get it cracking from there. Or you can catch me at the club. You can find me at the club, like 50 Cent. You can find me in the club of the Empire on Monday, June 27th. You know what I'm saying? You can find me in Houston on the 26th, in Mo City, where I went to high school at. You know what I'm saying? But on the other side, from zero, we're like, you know, zero from that side, I'm from this side. But it's all good. It's all love. Mo City. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Mo. And then, you know, and, and, if, we, and if we've been rocking, then you got my 708 number because, you know, I'm from the child originally. So that's how we get there. There you go, y'all. Give him a hand. And a little mind you, y'all, if y'all miss any of the show, there's a million ways you can listen to them. You can listen to the show. Oh, you can find today's episode by typing in Life at the Dusk Live hyphen DJP book, and you'll find it. And it's on blogtalkradio.com slash Seddy J, C E D D Y, letter J. It's on iTunes, Faux Free. It's on Stitcher, the Stitcher Radio app, Faux Free. It's yes. on the TuneIn Radio app, Faux Free. You can't yes. beat that. We in every major, pretty much a lot of every major podcasting place, we got you. You can enjoy the show and get some knowledge. Man, but Man, hey, I, it ain't a show unless, you know what I'm saying, you give a shout out to Lyrical Nut, Mr. I Can Mix It Up. I Can Mix It Up. I, I you know what I'm saying? It. It, ain't a show, it ain't a party until you mix it up. You know what I'm saying? Good so times. Good times. <laughs> shout out to that boy, man. Shout out to him. Good times. <laughs> Shout out to the young Jeezy concert me and him went to. That was um crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. I appreciate it, Sadie J, man. We're going to keep making moves, man. Yes, sir. Y'all y'all tuned up episode. Y'all know how we end every episode. Reminding you everything you do, no matter what you do, no matter how you do it. Remember, where there's a J or where there's a U, there is a way. And, of course, it's Wednesday, so we got to give you the public service announcement. And that's, if you're going to hump somebody, please do it responsibly. All right. We out. Peace.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.